How are you guys doing today? My name is Vincent. And I'm Francis. And I'm glad you could join us today for some late night chill vibes, the podcast where philosophy, life, and existing as human beings can become a casual discussion. In this episode, we will be talking about beauty. We'll talk about the beauty we see in everyday life. We'll talk about the patterns in the world we have deep connections with, uh, specifically the concept of time. And we'll explore all the things that beauty can be in what we're calling a forest of topics instead of our usual uh, tree and branch topic system. All right, Francis, let's start vibing, shall we? Let's do it. All right, Francis, well, we haven't uploaded, we didn't upload an episode last week. Uh, I think the best explanation for that is just that school got on top of us. Yeah, I don't know. I, I had like a couple projects due last week and that was kind of scrambling at a midterm. Like, how did you end up doing last week, actually? Uh, yeah, last last week was just a lot of studying and a lot of uh, time going into different things that I had to do for like uh, clubs and uh, like uh, design teams, uh, just school in general, where I just had to study the concepts, like just a lot of time, mm-hmm. a lot of time going into stuff last week. And so... I don't know. By the end of the day, when we usually record, I was feeling kind of tired. Uh, it's kind of it kind of worked out perfectly because as we were talking about it, we were about to like hit record. We we're about to do it and everything, and we we're like, you know what? If our energy is not there, what's the point of you know recording an episode? If we're not going to be proud of it by the end of it. So, and um, and by the way, this is the last episode of the year, everybody. Ooh. Sorry to say, yeah, I know. We'll we're gonna take take the um the 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 december off the rest of the, this month and all of december we'll be back hot and heavy in january <laughs> for, sure, heavy. for sure <laughs> hot and heavy um but yeah it kind of worked out perfectly because you know this this episode beauty at the last episode of the year it's kind of like to recap almost recap and kind of foreshadow what's happening next year in a way i don't know what do you think about that I know that we talked about this actually. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm down to talk about a little bit about talk about a little. Oh my goodness, my English is just terrible tonight. <laughs> it will get better over time. Don't worry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm down to talk about our plans of the future. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's not much to say. It's just uh, when we cr- when we thought about doing this episode, we kind of just like stumbled upon it in our ideas little folder there and. Um, all the topics that came out of this idea or this conversation of beauty, it kind of rounds off what we've talked about this half of the season. And some of it is kind of foreshadowing a little bit, I guess, to next next year, which is like the second half of the season, I guess you could say. So, um, yeah, today we are talking about beauty. Uh, so... Before we like go really deep into this and all the other topics, the the initial question for this for this topic was, is beauty in the eyes of the beholder? Now, Francis, what do you think of that? I believe that is true. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Simply because like there's evidence out there about different tastes that people have. People will like some food and uh, other people will not like the same food. Uh I guess that's not beauty. That's more like your taste buds. But in my mind, there's no not a real distinction between things being beautiful when it comes to like how you hear them, how you taste them, how you feel. 
feel them i guess how you, how you look at them obviously because because beauty is you know mainly associated with visual uh your visual senses but in my mind like things can be beautiful tasting <laughs> and and yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah in that in that case like you know obviously everybody has different different tastes and that means that everybody can uh have a different view of what is beautiful to them mhm i agree um yeah i think so too that beauty is definitely in the eyes of the beholder um maybe like eyes is kind of like what you said you know eyes for like that the tongue the taste <laughs> the taste i guess but like it's everything it's like all the senses eyes is kind of like that um I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but eyes is like everything. So, yeah, I agree. And, you know, some some people might not like the music that everyone else likes, even though it's like objectively the best song that came out in 2020 or whatever it is. Maybe another person won't like it. And like you can have a disagreement with this person. I mean, you could say like, yeah, this song, it's just it's got an award for this reason and everything like that. But, you know, although it got a re- award and everyone's saying that this thing is objectively beautiful, it doesn't mean, or objectively good, I guess you could say, it doesn't mean that to this person, it's beautiful. Yeah, um, definitely. However, I, you know, there is one thing about that I kind of want to talk about real quick. And I didn't think about it until just now, and I kind of just realized this about myself. Okay. I find it, um, what makes me angry is like when stuff, stuff like that, like maybe a TV show, like the, the TV show is like 95% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, mm-hmm. but someone else won't see it as like beautiful. And like, I respect that. But I mean, there has to be some kind of recognition that that show or song is good. You know what I mean? Like there has to be that kind of recognition for that. Like, what do you, what do you think on that actually? <laughs> so you're saying like people out there have opinions about a show that's universally well you know semi semi universally recognized as a really good show but they're just going out there and saying that it's complete garbage and not even yeah not even like yeah yeah not giving recognition as you said that you know that it has some good qualities or, or else why would people think it's good yeah i get pissed off at those people too because like yeah i don't know me too yeah uh, I'll give an example. I won't say any names, but uh, this one really irked me when my cousin said this. My cousin. I'm not going to say which who my, which cousin it was, he or she. Um, but we were talking about this, and I was like, New Girl. Like, have you seen New Girl yet? And they were like, I mean, I did see New Girl, but I didn't like Jess. So I watched like the first 10 episodes, and I couldn't watch it anymore. And I hate that show. Or she, I guess he didn't <laughs> say like he hated it, but he like he didn't like want to watch the rest of it. I'm like, okay, well, you know, it got a higher rating than the boys on Rotten Tomatoes. So, I mean, there has to be some recognition there that new girl is actually really, really good. And he was like, yeah, but maybe, but I don't like the show because Jess just pisses me off. I'm like, that's so unfair. You know, I understand that you don't think the show is beautiful for what it is, but there has to be some kind of recognition that it's good. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I wanted to bring that up for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Like, yeah. I mean, there's like an argument that can be made. And I was thinking about this just now as well. Like, like going going back to like my mind's, uh, my mental vault or whatever. I remember watching okay. <laughs> shows, or no, sorry, not shows, but like videos on YouTube about 
um, architecture critiques because I was into architecture before. Um, like when you're in a room with uh, your professors or something. Yeah, your professors, if you're in like a studio environment learning architecture in a school, um, they have different ideas about your project and and you're arguing about what's wrong and what's right. And at times, there's times when your professor will tell you this is wrong. This is wrong for sure and, and it won't work. And in your mind, you're like, what, what, why, why? It just makes so much sense mm -hmm. that it would. And, and like, mm -hmm. in those situations, who would you sympathize more with? Like, obviously, if you were put in that situation and you feel so strongly about your own idea and you were there and you were a student, obviously, you'd try and defend your idea as much as you can. But with the experience under the belt of, like, of the professor and, I don't know, the years and the projects that they have spent time thinking about, there's, there's a respect there. And in my mind now, not now, but like before I kind of understood that you ha you'd have to really take that and really run with that because they have a taste that's kind of evolved. I don't know, just more refined because, because they have the experience and they have like the, uh, yeah, I guess experience to back it up. Yeah. And so I, I don't um, know when it comes to shows and everything, I think like, I don't know. I want your opinion on this. Are there like things that you can trust for sure? Like, do you think that when it comes to shows or anything subjective, like music, uh, food, are there like people or like sources that you can go to that you can trust when it, when it comes to any of those subjective, like specifically like sp subjective kinds of things yeah like art and like t tv shows and everything yeah i'd say um i'd say critics because you know they're experts in that field or you know maybe another another director or like a respected director or something like that i would trust their subjective opinion because you know they've ex they've been through this kind of industry before they understand what works what doesn't um, why it works and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I think their opinion on experts' opinions and critics' opinions and judges even, um, I think I trust their opinion a lot. Or yeah, I guess. I guess trust. Trust, I can't think of a better word, but I'd say trust their opinion. So yeah, what about you? At times, like, at times you say yes and you you go and you watch the movies they tell you to watch you look at the you listen to the music they tell you to listen to but at the end of the day when does that really when does their opinion really matter when what you listen to doesn't give you anything like it's subjective like this is this is supposed to be art this is supposed to be stuff that you're like looking at and that you're supposed to enjoy because it just because it relates to you in some way and it like makes you feel something and how is that supposed to how is like listening to somebody else's opinion give you the most value and that's how i'm kind of thinking about oh, this now okay. like, in terms of value like um you know as a person you get mo the most value out of things for any given reason and what i learned in economics last summer was that you can't really put your finger on uh what somebody holds as valuable 
because it's so subjective and that's that's where you stop it you can't like I don't know. You can collect data on somebody by their their habits on social media, and that's how that's how like some some companies uh, operate, and that's how they gain value by knowing the value of other people. But you can't. It's not perfect, right? It's not like yeah, yeah. And so there's only so much you can do as a critic. But what it comes down to is if the things that you're looking at that are subjective, like art and music and food how much they connect with you is what's important and that's where beauty comes from yeah you know okay i i agree with that i agree that um let's like ignore critics and all that stuff i think when you can find something beautiful for it to be beautiful to you it should bring some kind of happiness and joy no matter how good or bad it is if we take the example my favorite movie um, because for some reason it just it's always stuck with me. It's the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Now that TV show, from critics, Rotten Tomatoes, and all that stuff, they gave that show like a fifty percent. Like they didn't. It wasn't like <laughs> too good. It wasn't really anything. But to me, that show is a ten out of ten because it's so beautiful. And I think I think many people missed a point on it. Even the critics that are, I've read this, the reviews and everything, I think they missed a point in that movie. Um, I mean, I can go into it right now, but I, I, I want to talk about this before I forget it. Um, the the difference, what I find the difference between beauty and something that is good is when a critic says that this TV show is good, this TV show is bad, or this movie or song, whatever it is, there has to be, for me, I believe there has to be some kind of um, recognition that this show is not good or this show is good. If I go back to the Secret Life Walter Mitty example, they gave it a 50% because of, you know, the standards that's put on the the movie, the storyline, how well the storyline was made and everything. And I understand why they gave it a 50% because it's kind of hard to understand the underlying meaning if you don't watch this show over and over again. So mm. I, I understand. I, I get why they gave it a 50%. But to me... I recognize that the, it's not a good show, it's not a good movie, but to me, it's a beautiful movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's kind of like why I, in a way, a, a little bit disagree with what you said, but mostly I do agree with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Because mm-hmm. yeah, for every given piece of art, there's metrics. Yeah. That are not that can't be really argued. <laughs> when it comes to like the exactly. value of a certain individual because they're just you know composition could be one of them like how well you the quality of your camera or whatever for 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 movies like that stuff is pretty important for it to be like really top-notch quality and you can't really argue that stuff yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah and like another example that comes to mind is um love i, I know we talked about love last two weeks ago actually but last episode um you know you can love something and know it's not good for you and know that it's not good for you or it is good for you but you still love this thing it's the same thing with beauty you know you can still find beauty in something but still know that it's not a good thing or a bad thing um like maybe a movie or a tv show you've watched just got like shit on by critics and everything like that but you know you had a good time you 
you found joy and happiness watching this movie. So it's, there's beauty in that. And there's beauty in that show because of, you know, the good time that came out of it. Um, most of the comedy, raunchy comedy movies that you end up watching, the critics will give it really bad reviews. But there's beauty in that movie because of how good it was to watch. You know what I'm saying? So I think like in terms of uh, things that are subjective, like movies and all that, maybe that maybe there's like uh, there there is a way to make things that are super subjective universally beautiful and that's by having themes or like underlying yeah qualities that relate to everybody like that's why genres are a thing right i think that's Mm -hmm. why genres are a thing because because everybody finds value in the kinds of movies that we watch that like fit a certain fit under a certain umbrella and they can find value out of uh out of movies that they watch being under a certain umbrella no matter what content is in there like specifically like maybe 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 you're feeling a comedy for the night and what that means is that you're uh you're going and you're picking out of all of these things that are going to give you the value that you're looking for nobody can tell you that uh a horror movie for you is m- more like is is just better because of how how uh, of like it's better value because because no you're feeling a comedy tonight so that's what's going to give you the most value and that's what is beautiful for the night i don't know where i was going with that to be honest but, but yeah yeah no i agree i was just thinking about <clears throat> what we discussed and i know i know we wanted to talk about this at the end of the of the episode but to be honest it sounds like we're kind of waywarding totally off script and like we kind of like uh it kind of like looked like we uh almost ignored our notes altogether but you know what i don't really i kind of like it because you know we're creating this conversation of you know what is good and what is beautiful but um what you were talking about what you the movie genres and everything like that it's kind of like the idea that we what we want to end up going to is the story and why and how story fits with beauty is because like something you can find beauty in something because of how much it relates to you or relates to that present time or it can relate to your future or something and that's like um if we take the mountain example that tyler in that episode that god episode that we talked about and how you know you can see beauty in a mountain because of how much time it it took to create that mountain like what the earth had to do and all the coincidences that occurred for this mountain to form or you can see at it see it as you know god created this mountain and that's why it's beautiful um so you can see beauty there's beauty in that mountain but you can see it in two different ways and the two different ways is this story uh and how you know story connects to beauty in such a way that everyone can see something that's beautiful but you'll have two different goggles of beauty for that thing no that's perfect like uh so the way that i'd say the person who would have that set of goggles where uh uh where where he'd look at this thing and look at its beauty through the time perspective instead of you know the create creational perspective is (laughs) that like he'd see he'd see this and then he'd be like wow this is 
he or she i guess <laughs> wow this is like this is amazing because uh because like you said it's a coincidence that this all happened it's insane and it just happened over a long period of time and who would have thought that in our little nook of the universe this mountain is created and here's this cliff that i'm standing on looking at it that's pretty amazing and that's beautiful and the story that that makes in your mind is this the story of time mm-hmm. and the story of coincidence and uh and it's not really coincidence as it is like maybe yeah i think coincidence has that kind of story also embedded in it of wonder like you try and explain why things happen sometimes and they don't really they're not truly apparent right away it's like a mystery in a sense and that's another story that people have value for and that's exactly why the mystery genre is a thing that's why yeah okay that's why we have plots of like figuring out why things happened uh there's shows out there like bones i really like bones where they have it's called a serialized serialized show or something like that serial thing because because it's like it happens again and again this structure they have where they have a problem and the whole episode they're trying to solve it and they solve it at the end and people like that and they find value out of that because they have this story of coincidence and there's because there's this story of coincidences wait shit i don't even know how that connected i don't know like my mind's going all over the place right now but i think yeah i think i just want to end off saying that because there are certain themes that we as human beings really connect to uh we see beauty in anything that connects to those themes whether it be time whether it be mystery and coincidences and patterns and trying to figure things out like maybe that's why math is a thing because you know people just try and try and figure things out or it could be because there's patterns in the world and uh <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to figure out the the hidden framework underneath and that's a cool story as well and we find all these things beautiful because everything has a story that we relate to as human beings i guess oh yeah yeah i think uh, we should get into that last little bit there, like what you said. Everything is... Uh, what, did you, what did you say? Everything's related because we're all human beings? What was it? Yeah, everything everything has a story. God, I don't even know what I said. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember I, I'll either. Start off, <laughs> <laughs> I'll start off with like our topic for the, for the show. I think everything is beautiful because whatever you see as beautiful has a story behind it. Mm, okay. Even the most minute yeah. thing everything has a story behind it and some of the stories out there are universal to humanity and that's why some things are some things you can see like a mountain or something yeah okay why don't we take a quick break let the sponsors say what they have to say yes okay we'll be back right after this And we are back. So during that break, we were actually talking about school because I don't know, it's it's always on our mind. Um, but we <laughs> we were talking about a, a report um, in my in university. It, they like for when you write an essay, they like it to be academic essays. And academic essays are really structured. You know, they have a topic sentence, and then everything in that paragraph is connected to that topic sentence. Everything in that topic sentence and in those paragraphs are connected to the thesis. But the way Francis and my brain works, 
we like that natural flow of things, how one thing connects to the other thing maybe two paragraphs ago. And maybe it doesn't have much to do with the thesis, but it does give the thesis, the thesis more of like a question instead of an answer within, within the essay. Um, that's just me personally. Like, wh- what about you? Like, how do you, how do you think of this in your report? I don't know. I, I like to think of the report as it's going. I don't structure things in my mind and then write them down. I kind of like, uh, say what's most relevant to the last thing I just wrote. And that makes for like really long paragraphs and really long sentences. And a report I got back today <laughs> was, I was telling you this during the break, the guy says, use shorter sentences use smaller (laughs) paragraphs please (laughs) and i think it makes sense to me now to to do that just because of academia just because of like um because you want to make it easier for people and that's something i need to work on especially my speech too because as you all know whoever's whoever's been listening to this for a while (laughs) is that i go off like crazy and i don't know where I'm going or where I've been. And so I just stop mid-sentence and kind of just, you know, wait for wait for the next thing to happen because I, I I just go off so far. And if you take like the what did it what is it? Like the the tree analogy. I'm on the edge of that stick, man. And I got nowhere <laughs> to go. I got nowhere to bring it back to. So like Yeah, there I go again. I don't know what to say now. Um okay. Yeah, so <laughs> The way, okay, so the reason why, so we were in mid-conversation and I was like, yo, let's let's bring this into the episode because the reason why I said that is because this is an example of how beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Um, the way we see our essays, the way we see our reports, it's it's beautiful to us and it's good to us because that is how our mind works and how we want to write the report. So the report itself is kind of like an extension of our brain. And um, like what you said, there's story behind everything. And, th- and that's the beauty of it. And so like the report is kind of like that too, or like the essay is like that too, where, you know, you, you're you doing these things and that story of you is being poured into that little essay. And that's kind of why, you know, you might see this essay as beautiful but your professor is like, this essay is garbage. Um, you should have done this and this. But, um, you know, it, it's okay that he doesn't see it as beautiful or whatever. And I get that he doesn't see it as good. But to me, I see it as beautiful, even though it might not be so good at all. And we can impact that a little bit more. Like, what is the underly- underlying reason why we like this writing style better? Maybe it's because we are... Are more connected to that story of figuring things out exactly and ex- exploration yeah and i think i am for sure i i feel like I, you can find value out of anything but you just have to look for what look for that look for that thing and when you're when you're searching and you're searching the more you search the more value you find i guess and i guess that shows in how we're writing because we're just searching for what we're trying to say while we're writing the damn thing and we don't really have a structure to it but we <laughs> like that yeah Cause we find value yeah. in that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like, um, I'm trying to think of like the essay that I wrote last year and it was about this book that we were reading and, um, or no, no, it was, it was a poem actually. It was a poem that we had to like analyze and everything like that. And so the way 
I saw the poem, the way I kind of worked it in my mind. I wrote it in the essay and everything. And the professor was like, oh, this is a really interesting way of looking at the poem. I kind of, I've never thought of it like, thought of it like this. And everything was fine. And I got a C plus in that, in that essay. But the one, basically the one reason why he didn't give me a higher grade was because of how unstructured and how like unnatural, I guess his, his word was basically like unnatural and how it's not an academic essay at all because there was no like structure to the academic essay. He was like basically saying if it was a, not an academic essay, this would have been really good. Um, but, but he just, okay. So I guess he did say it was good. It just wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like beautiful in the way that he wanted it to be for academia. Yeah. So, yeah. And I can respect that. Like, like mm-hmm. you were going back to like saying that critics and, you know, those architecture professors have value in what they're telling you and that they're, like quote unquote ultimately ultimately right when it comes to what they're looking for because of their experiences in the field and everything and and you know when we relate that back to how we see beauty and how those professors and those critics see beauty um and how they have a story attached to what they think of beautiful which is you know in our case a a really well put together and structured uh structured essay mm-hmm. you know i'm just i'm just trying to figure this out on my own but like i think that story is just ease and for for hundreds of years maybe maybe the way that we've been writing that we write is how the really smart people out there um maybe wrote it was incoherent and it didn't make any damn sense but maybe they were they had really good ideas but to the people who wanted the value easily in the academic community so that maybe they could use it and and uh, take these ideas and run with them to make the world a better place they wanted something that was easier to digest so that they can they can like do it in the first place right mm-hmm. i think that's a story that's a story of why structure is key because it makes people it allows people to take the ideas that past humans had and run with them and maybe improve them, make them better and have a better world. Yeah. So to be, for me, what comes to mind right now is Chidi from The Good Place and how he, you know, he he found beauty in finding out the universe or figuring out what the universal truths are and, you know, what is ultimately good and what is ultimately bad. And some people, some people won't find beauty in that search until it is found. And what I like about Chidi in that show and how I think me personally is like how I like looking at life uh, is maybe it's not the answer that we should be looking for. It's how well we can, it's how well we can journey to that answer. And I think that's kind of like what Chidi is doing in that show is, you know, he, for him to find out the universal truths and everything like that, is to help Eleanor, you know, become good and everything like that. And um, because that's that constant search for what is, in this, I'll just use an example here, is like for what is beautiful, basically. And for me, like that is um, the most, one of the most beautiful things is like the difference between structure and like a flow, a natural flow and unorganized whatever is because that unorganized kind of, flow is it resembles 
what life is like most for many people. There's un, the, un, the unstructured kind of way of living, the unstructured kind of way of thinking, because, you know, maybe, maybe at the end of that essay, you never found the answer that in the thesis or whatever it was, but it's that journey of going through that whole thing, the whole process is what's important because, you know, through that journey, you find out things about all these other stuff, maybe more about yourself, maybe about another character or whatever it is. So, yeah, that's my take on it. I love that. What I <laughs> learned right now is that the stories that people tell of how they see things as beautiful is really telling about people. Because what people think are beautiful reveals the stories inside their own heads of where they think they are in life or, or where they what they what they relate to story-wise. And I can see now that you really relate to finding and and searching and that searching, you want to yeah. discover. And mm-hmm. and yeah, that's that's so cool. I think that's just really, really cool. Yeah. I think uh yeah, I think the best way I can like explain or you know boil it down is, um, I want to discover through through searching or from searching whatever. Whereas instead of you know discovering something through structure, I guess because with structure it leaves you you're in this like little box where you have to work within that box and structure. But when there's unstructured, you can go wherever you want and find the answer or find the or discover something through many different, you know, holes or paths or something. I don't know. I don't know if that really made sense, but that's kind of like how I think about it. I like that idea now. A story is formulating in my head and and maybe that's I don't know, maybe that's my problem. A story can form in my head so easily and that's why I go all over the place. Uh you know, in this case, the story the story is that structure is really really cool because people out there have been thinking about ways to make it make it easier for other human beings to interact with what other human beings have made in a sense and structure is like a way for you to be good be a good human being it makes you make things for others because it's like it's there so that it's easy to absorb like the uh, story circle of Dan Harmon it's easier to absorb things when they have like when they have a structure that's kind of known and when you're writing it's easier to absorb things when there it, it comes in like these nice easy bites bits and pieces and even then especially because they're in these bits and pieces maybe they're easier to cite as well so you can go back to it easier and kind of look at it and oh man and that's the whole thing with technology it's like it's crazy because (laughs) because uh, you know i'm watching the show that i recommended and it's really really good halt and catch fire it follows these these main characters who go through the ups and downs of the technical revolutions uh, and, and innovations throughout the 80s from making computers more portable and more powerful uh, to, to, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but like to <laughs> all the way to software. 
and its its amazing capabilities of indexing and searching through through vast amounts of things and like what is all that for it's the story of and and beauty is found through that through that story in the show because it's it's exactly what we've been talking about like structure it's finding structure in these crazy technologies in order for us to interface with them better and by interfacing with things better we're able to take this take the information from them faster and more readily and create easier because we know them faster and it's this whole story of like innovating for people the way i see it is there's basically two kinds of way of maybe not living but kind of two kinds of way to follow a path maybe where like what you said structure well, the beauty of structure is that it when passing it down it makes the next generation like living or doing whatever that structure is a lot easier because you know it's structured it's there mm-hmm. um but for me like the way i'm thinking about this is philosophers are usually the way they think is really unstructured um like you can argue that it is structured and that they do go from one thing to another really well but i the way i see it is that philosophers really think of things unstructurally unstructured unstructured at whatever because because of the the it's just that's just the flow of things and like what you said um maybe structure makes can create a good person or yeah something you said that's what you said right i think that's what you said yeah like a like a benevolent person not not good because i don't know maybe they could create structure to create war or something like that but like benevolent like uh i guess those are the same thing um useful useful benevolent useful person yeah yeah (laughs) i guess but like the way i kind of see oh man we might get into a rabbit hole here but the way i see like a good person or like to be a good person and everything is it kind of falls at unstructured kind of flow um i kind of believe aristotle's for those who don't know the aristotle's view of uh good to be a good person it's called virtue ethics and he basically virtue virtuism is kind of like within you you kind of have to look with inwards and you know think rationally and at the right time and everything like that but when you do that there's no structure you know what i mean like you kind of follow this flow of this line that you have to stick in between the line of good and evil or vice and vices and virtue all right vice and something like that vice and virtue i don't know what it is but um yeah, I don't know where I was going with this, but I just wanted to make that point. That's really cool. Yeah. Like, it goes back to what you were saying about being your true self and that sometimes you need to walk that line. Like, you're not truly a good person, you're not truly a bad person, but you're, mm. but like, you're yourself. And that's, that's better than being good or bad. I don't know, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Okay, yeah, like, um, yeah. Because you're just on, on the path of, of being, of thinking rationally and trying your best to make the right decisions. At that point, yeah, of course there's no structure because life changes all the time and like, and you're just trying to figure it out as you go. So um, let's take one more break. Let the sponsors say what they have to say. What do you think? 
great idea. Okay, we'll be back right after this. All right, and we are back for the second time. Is this the second time? I can't keep track. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, back back for the second time, sorry. Um, and I was thinking, I'm too positive sometimes. <laughs> I brush aside like the, I, I brush aside the big topics because I just want, I just want, uh, you know, I just want problems to be solved and, and say that the topics that we're talking about are just positive. But I think there's value in going the other way and going and saying like, you know, there's bad stuff that's happening here. I don't know, this is kind of turning to like a scary opening, but it's not, it's not really scary. Opening. I'm just trying to say that uh, there's value in going the other way so that everybody in the converse, in this conversation, me and Vinny can talk about ways to bring it out of that bad situation and have a better, more positive situation than when uh, I find, you know, just, just myself personally, kind of brush aside any bad that could occur and go straight to the positive. Mm-hmm. And what I'm thinking for beauty, there is that one big issue of like feeling beautiful, insecurities and stuff like that. That's definitely what I think people would be looking towards as a conversation when they click on a video about beauty. Because I feel like it is a big problem in this world, expectations and all that. Right. So what would you tell somebody, I guess, if they were going through these problems about beauty? And I'm thinking about this now too. Like I want to talk about this too, but I want to get your take. What what would okay. you say to somebody who I don't know doesn't think of themselves as beauty or doesn't see doesn't see the beauty in the world? Um, okay, so I'll just go. I'll talk about that first thing for a second. There, I'll make okay. it personal too. Someone who doesn't see themselves as beautiful, right? So the way I see this is. There are times where I don't see myself as attractive. You know, maybe it could be like outside forces. Maybe someone, like I got rejected by a girl or something like that. Or, you know, sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, man, I wish, I wish it was like, I was like a little bit more handsome. Or, you know, maybe, maybe I wish I worked out when I was a little bit younger so I can get, so I can be jacked right now. You know what I'm saying? Or something like that. For someone, for someone out there that's listening to this and thinking to themselves, well, that's unfair because like I'm not, I'm not handsome, I'm not beautiful, I'm not pretty, or whatever it is. The one thing I can tell to you is, like, what's great about this episode is, you know, there's, the beauty of something is the story that comes with it. And that's kind of the way I kind of want to yes! see it. Yes! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, but, my God. Vinny, yeah, that was so good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah because, yeah. like, you know, I, I, what was I saying there? I don't even remember it. I was hyped, though. Um, but, yeah, the beauty of something is the story that comes with it. And if you don't see yourself as beautiful, just remember the story that, you know, the story that's within you, you know, this, your story, your character, who you are as a person, what you've been through, everything like that, that itself is beautiful. Maybe you don't see your physicality as beautiful or whatever, but you know, what's it, what's within you is the most beautiful thing because not only is it unique, it's everyone's going through the same thing as you, you know, everyone's thinking the same thoughts. So, um, I'll I'll be honest. I don't think I'm a ten out of ten, uh, but you know it's that beauty that's within each each of us that make us a ten out of ten. It's just hard to see. That's my answer. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> okay, what what did you have to say for this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, 
Um, <laughs> wow, that was that was excellent. Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say something along the lines of, "What does beauty mean? It means, it means what you relate to, and the stories of humanity." <laughs> and and I was gonna try and go off on some tangent and say that, like, you know, yes. What we have defined as beauty on this podcast, and I think it's a totally new, new way of seeing it, is that beauty is the story that you see in the thing that you think is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's crazy! Sorry, sorry, it, it that just hit me too. By the way, and like, <laughs> like I know when we when we planned this episode out, um, it it hit us this at the exact same time. But for some reason, hearing you say it again hit me like it hit me the first time so anyways continue <laughs> continue you just like, yeah and <laughs> and and okay and the 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 stories the stories that we have in our minds right and the things that we want to we we really want to see as beautiful and that would really help us if we saw them as beautiful i.e ourselves mm-hmm. all just come down to the stories that we tell about the things that we're looking at and the stories that and the stories that you have of yourself there's always value in that there's always value in the in in the story of you mm-hmm. cuz first of all you're a human being and human beings across history have accomplished so many crazy things and you could add that to your repertoire right of the of the it's like it's like the preface it's a preface like the background to this novel of you is I am a human and look at all the things that humans before me have done and now I'm just a ball of potential and that's how it started and that's how it starts that's how your story begins mm-hmm. and and right now you're just writing it all the things that you've done everything that you've done has value and I think that's pretty cool beauty in general it's just the stories that you tell about the things that you are looking at and that you are experiencing all right man do we have a big question for today um yeah we do the big question we have is is it lost when you can define it and we we kind of did define it in this episode um but i'll just ask you do you think beauty is lost when you can define beauty dude i, I was not expecting this i forgot that i wrote this damn question <laughs> I know it's a tough one because initially when you asked this question and we were talking about in the planning stage, my answer was no. Um, I didn't say it out loud or anything, but in my mind, my answer was, or sorry, my answer was yes, actually. Is it lost when you can define beauty? My answer was, yeah, you definitely can because once you define it, then everyone else will follow that definition. Um, but um, but now, like, do you, first of all, do you have an answer right now? I, I could just speak on it. I don't really have an answer, but an idea came to mind about novelty. I don't know what novelty really is, but <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's nice to like. <laughs> why, why is that funny? <laughs> I think yeah. I don't know what it is. Like novelty is something that's cool, and to me, like that's why sometimes I pick music because it sounds interesting. And it comes from a different place I'm unfamiliar with, and I'd like to know about it more. So I just, you know, pick it. And to me, that's kind of a beautiful thing because I think, I think the story behind that is that 
it's you know that exploration aspect that you that it's something that uh not a lot of people have seen before so there's value in there when i define the story behind why i like novelty is it still beautiful yes Mm-hmm. okay uh, yeah that's it that's why because <laughs> defining novelty is like it's impossible because novelty is exactly is the story of it not being the same as as what you've seen before and so it can't be defined because you've never known it before now and so there's that case where this question falls apart my own question falls apart to me when i see something that's really cool and something that's really new something that's novel then it's then it's never been defined before so and i think that novel things are really beautiful so uh <laughs> yeah my brain just exploded <laughs> um what did you have to say <laughs> um yeah so initially when we were planning this is it lost when you can define beauty my answer was yes because the way we defined it and how story i don't think it really hit me until i made it personal so is it lost when you can define it my answer right now is no it's not lost in fact i i genuinely think now when you can define beauty the way that we define beauty you find more value in the things that you find beautiful because when you find the things beautiful as beautiful you'll see the story that's behind it why do you like this movie we'll use that example again why do you like this movie and the fact that you can define why you like this movie makes that movie beautiful to you. And you can see the story behind that. That's a hard one. I encourage all of you to think about this yourselves. Of course. We have a comment section for this for this podcast. Do you have like a we have, um, way for them to contact us? We, we do we actually. Get... Oh, we do? I mean, Say like... Like, well, if they're, so if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, there isn't actually a way, but if you're listening to this on Anchor, the platform Anchor itself, there's a way to, you know, uh, voice a comment. There's like a, there's a button there that says voice reply or something if you're a listener. So yeah, if you, if you have a comment or something, a question or anything, I, I encourage you, please do that. Or, or you can go on our Instagram instagram um comment on a video or you know dm us and i'd be happy we'd be happy to reply and talk to you guys yeah i want to see the your your guys answer to this question it's a lot to ask honestly if i was just listening to this in my free time i'd just be like no i'm not gonna i don't care about you <laughs> but like, yeah but like even if, if you don't really comment or something to. just think about it at least yeah 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 a good one and we'll say it again is beauty lost when you can define it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Francis, now I'm going to ask you, does love affect beauty? Because, like, we talked about love last or last episode. I think it's fitting if we, if we ask the big question is related to that. Does love affect beauty and vice versa? Let's go with the first one. Does love affect beauty? Oh, I think I think they're two totally different things. I was trying to go really into my feelings about uh, I was trying to have like love really strong in my in my body. And then I was I was thinking about beauty, what we just talked about and having it really strong within my body. And then (laughs) okay, and then I was trying to compare those things. I I think uh, just off the top of my head that they're two totally different things. I think that beauty definitely will strengthen love. 
Okay. The reason yep. is because love is like, to me at least, love is something that's passive. It just happens when things are are calm and they're kind and they don't care about anything but providing. When things mm-hmm. are like that, love is in the air, I think. But beauty, what it does is it gives things value because it puts a story behind the things that you love. Mm. Like what we said in this podcast. And when you can see that there's a story behind the things that you love, then nothing but good can come out of that. Knowing the story behind the things that you love, you know what those things that you love mean. When you know what they mean by the stories of them, you know what they need better and you can provide oh, for them better. And damn. it's easier to love that way. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. So what I'm hearing is is that our beauty affects, wait, no, beauty affects love? Yeah. Yeah, you beauty, don't. It strengthens love. Yeah, beauty it strengthens love. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Um, I agree with what you said, but I I also think that love affects beauty. Um, mm. Right. So the way I the the way that I think of this is, you know, dogs. Um, my my dog, Shiloh, is the most beautiful dog in the world to me, and that's why I love her more than anything, and. That okay, so what I'm trying, oh man, how do I say this? And Nutty, Nutty doesn't think my dog is beautiful because he loves his dog, um, more. So that's fair. So that's kind of like, in my opinion, that's how love affects beauty. Is I don't see Nutty's dog as beautiful at all, or um, rest in peace, actually, by the way, just oh, rest in peace, um, bandit. Love I love the bandit. Bandit. Uh, bandit was an awesome dog. I just don't think he was a beautiful dog. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to say this, but he was he was kind of a, he was a mess. He was um, he was blind. He was always dirty. He smelt, and um, but anyways, that's that's beyond the point. But he sees that dog more beautiful, and sees my dog not beautiful because of that love. So does love affect beauty? In that sense, I think it does. I think that if I'm in love with a girl, I would obviously think she's beautiful because I'm in love with her, but my friends might not think she's beautiful at all. But like what you said, what you're saying is beauty enhances love or it kind of like works with love. So maybe that kind of question, does love affect beauty? It's the answer to one will affect the other. You can't really answer yes for one um, and no for the other, I feel like. What do you think about that, actually? Can you answer yes for one and no for the other? No, I think, I think yeah, you need, I think you need both of them. And I was thinking, this is a long shot right now. This is a, this is a pretty <laughs> long shot. It's going back to our, one of our popular episodes, love. Right. Right. That is when you're acting, right? You're like doing stuff with your fellow uh, beings or whatever and you're just providing for everybody just vibing off of each other because you're all everybody's needs are met and everybody's meeting each other's people's needs and it's a it's a it's an action it's a process 
All right. And beauty. Okay. Beauty. It's when you have ideas about the things that you think are beautiful because of the stories they tell. And and where do you feel that? You feel that in your heart because it it it, it relates to you and it makes you feel like you are part of this bigger story that this thing that you see as beautiful is kind of like putting on to you. You feel it in your in your heart and that instills some sort of passion. And like we said before, how both of these things relate to each other, process and passion, is that they are one and the same because you need one to fuel the other. And that's it. You need one to fuel the other. That wasn't even a long shot at all. I think uh, I think that was the, you hit it right on the head there. You kind of, just like passion and process, you can't, ah, I don't know, it's tough. Like you can see the way we define beauty is you find something beautiful because of the story that's behind it. So like, let's say that your dog is just, you know, just a disgusting little thing. But you see beauty, you think it's beautiful because of, like you know, you treated this dog. You, you were, this dog was always with you and all that stuff. And because of that, you you love this dog. And let's say you have it the other way around, where you love the dog. And maybe at first it was like, I this thing is disgusting, but I still love this thing. And eventually, it'll become a beautiful dog because of the story that comes with it. When you think of it in the past, like, you know, one week you'll be like, man. This dog's annoying. And then the next week, you're like, man, this dog's not even that bad. And the week after that, it's a beautiful dog to you. I don't know. Yeah. That's how I see it. It reveals things about humans that, that teach us why we attach to things. We attach to things because are with them and we work with them. And we love them because we give, the, we give of ourselves some effort and and time to work on these things and that creates a connection and also we create connections with things because of the stories behind them coca-cola <laughs> the brands that's the whole thing just because of the the beauty aspect because we connect with the ideas behind these things and the stories they tell i think that really helps me at least like figure out why figure out why I connect to things as a human being because one I'm around them and I work with them and two because I think about them love and beauty um the way I'm thinking of this is maybe so though the town that I live in the little town that I live in you know maybe to other people they might see this town and say wow this place is disgusting like I I hate (laughs) being here and they won't see it as a beautiful town because they don't know the story. They don't have the story that I know or, you know, the story that I've experienced with this town. But when I think of this town, I think of like all the stuff that's happened here, like from moving from the Philippines to where I am now and then going to Vancouver and then coming back here like 13 years later. Um, you know, the summers and summers here, swimming in the pool, going camping like for a whole month straight. All that kind of stuff is the reasons why I find this town beautiful. And because of that, I will always love this town. And maybe in the future, this town becomes totally different. And um, 
you know, traditionally, I wouldn't see it as beautiful, but because of the story, because of all the things that's happened with me because of this town, I will always see it beautiful. And because of that, I will always love it for what it is. I didn't know. I didn't know that you came. You, so you went there right after you came from the Philippines and then you came to Vancouver. Yeah. So like what happened was we, we, so when I turned around like one, I was like turning one, we moved here to this town. And then after about a year or two, my dad finished his course. Then we moved to Vancouver. Uh, then I was there till, you, I mean, you know, I was there till 14 and then I'm back here now. So yeah, it's kind of like a full circle almost. It'll be real full circle if I move back to the Philippines, but I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> In the same way, I, I love Vancouver because of the story that's behind it for me. Like the beauty. I don't know if I love Vancouver the same way I love uh, this town. You know, because like the the memories that come with Vancouver for me is baseball and friends. But with this town, it's more of like family. And you know me, like family is the number one thing for me, like always. So I think that's why I love this town a little bit more, even though I don't really want to live here. We talked about a lot of things today. We talked about a lot of things today. Beauty, <laughs> beauty. <laughs> in all its wonder and all its glory beauty is the is the stories behind the things you find beautiful yeah you can relate to the story of something so easily and when it relates to in such a such a deep level the beauty you find from these things are are really strong i don't know take a take something simple like a rose or take something simple like a beautiful landscape can you find things, can you find the stories behind simple things like this? Patterns, maybe delicate, maybe how delicate things are. And the story of how we, we come up with these stories for things and we find that they're beautiful because of the stories that they tell, no matter how simple they are. And we talked about love and how love relates to beauty at the very end. The, the big question of is beauty lost when you finally figure out what it is when you can define it mm -hmm. we talked about beauty's problems and how you can overcome them by the stories you tell and when i ended up i wanted to end it off with something strong and we and we no that was it <laughs> that was it uh <laughs> beauty beauty has no that was it that was it i'm gonna talk anymore <laughs> Um, the one thing I want to add to that real quick before we fully end this off is, you know, you don't have to, something doesn't have to be good, uh, for it to be beautiful. It can be totally trash, but you can still find this thing beautiful because of that connection. So like what Francis, like what we said throughout this whole podcast, the beauty of something is the story that lies within it. But ultimately I think it's the connection altogether, you know, the connection between you and that thing whether there's a story or whether there's just something that you can relate to that's beauty so thank you guys so much for vibing with us on late night chill vibes i'm your host vincent and i'm your host francis and we'll see you guys next year 2021 thank you guys so much for listening to us throughout this year we love all of you thank you again. love all of you <laughs> sorry vincent <laughs> um uh yeah so goodbye everyone see you in 2021